Section three of the Colored People of Chicago. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Colored People of Chicago by Louise DeCoven Bowen. Section three. Life insurance popular. It was found that colored people in Chicago do not patronize these life insurance companies so successfully managed by colored men in Atlanta and other cities. The investigators, however, found many colored agents employed as solicitors among their own people. Two hundred colored agents, for instance, are writing policies for accident insurance companies. The Metropolitan Life Insurance Company alone has approximately 65,000 industrial policies on the lives of colored people in the city of Chicago, many colored people having more than one policy on every member of the family. Many professional men of high standard. Chicago has a large number of fine Negro professional men. This is due largely to the number of schools and universities accessible to the Negro's use. There are in Chicago 65 colored physicians, four of whom are women, 25 lawyers, 18 dentists, 12 pharmacists, with many students in attendance at the universities and professional schools. One of the physicians is on staff of St. Luke's Hospital, and others are responsible for the fine medical work carried on at the Provident Hospital, the leading hospital for colored people in the United States. The colored people are justly proud of this hospital, founded in 1891, where there is no discrimination between white and colored people on the staff of physicians and nurses, nor among the patients. The hospital is managed by a board of trustees of 14 members, six white and eight colored, and has a good standing among the hospitals of Chicago. Although colored women have an aptitude for nursing, there are not enough training schools in the country where they can be properly trained as nurses, such as the Provident Hospital in Chicago, the Freedmen's Hospital in Washington, D.C., the Lincoln Hospital in New York, and one in Philadelphia. One of the colored dentists of Chicago is a leader in his profession. His practice is exclusively among white people. Two colored dentists are women. Several of the colored lawyers have been in the, in the state attorney's general office, one of them, an assistant there from 1896 to 1911, who was most active in bettering conditions for the juvenile offenders. Still another colored man was district United States attorney for some years, and several Negro lawyers have been admitted to Supreme Court practice. One of the prominent colored lawyers, who was for five years head of the Department of the City Damage Suits, has become a specialist in track elevation suits, with big corporations as his clients. Physicians and lawyers, real factors in social improvement. The colored people often state that the colored professional men, lawyers and physicians, rather than the ministers and social workers, have been the real factors in the social improvement among the Negroes of Chicago. The instance that the Frederick Douglass Center has staunch supporters among the professional men that the president of their newly built YMCA is a colored physician, and that professional men are very active in the Chicago branch of the National Association of the Advancement of Colored People. Musicians of Prominence 
among the many colored musicians in chicago are at least a score who may be called professionals two of them direct orchestras one is a pianist of local reputation at least four of them singing in vaudeville are also composers of song two are young colored women who have extensively traveled as singers in cuba and south america as well as in the united states every year several young people graduate at the various musical colleges and a gifted young violinist is now studying in paris the art institute often has colored students and there are a goodly number of colored people who write creditable poetry chiefly words to songs which are set to music by their friends four newspapers edited in chicago by colored men as well as contributions to the crisis and other magazines give evidence of a remarkable ability for writing in addition to several clergymen and attorneys of undoubted forensic ability may be cited several lecturers one of them a woman with a gift for public speaking who years ago roused interest throughout england in the condition of colored people church chief factor in social life the church among the colored people has always been the chief factor in their social life in chicago there are twenty-nine regularly organized churches in addition to various missions with approximately twenty thousand members this includes nearly half of the colored population of the city a much larger proportion than the church membership among the white population the church's own property to the amount of six hundred thousand dollars although every church is carrying a debt the church is a center for the colored people for lectures literary societies civic meetings and so forth many churches have young people societies meeting every sunday afternoon united to the extent of sustaining in chicago an annual oratorical contest to which they all send representatives two of the churches one on the south side and one on the west side at one time carried on institutional work which has been discontinued because of lack of funds one of the baptist churches supports a religious training school which has eleven teachers and one hundred and fifty students the clergymen are as a rule men who have been educated in some of the best northern and southern theological seminaries but they are inclined to be sectarian and to confine themselves to the conventional church routine the colored ministers of one denomination seldom meet with the colored ministers of another denomination and almost never with the white ministers of their own denomination they complain that they meet with public approval when they work for the religious advancement of their own race but are rebuffed when they enter into general movements for civic betterment young men's christian association a young men's christian association building in chicago represents the largest investment ever made by that association to be devoted to the interests of colored men and boys its entire cost approximates one hundred and ninety five thousand dollars it contains the standard equipment of gymnasium restaurant dormitories etc and has a membership of two thousand although the annual fee is ten dollars juvenile officers and social workers among the colored social workers of the city are five juvenile protection officers and one adult probation officer the county agent employed one colored investigator and the juvenile protective association one colored officer 
there are three colored nurses employed by the visiting nurses association and three others upon the staff of the public school nurses the standard of all these social workers is as high as the average and several of them notably two young women living at the wendell phillips settlement have taken the full course at the chicago school of civics and philanthropy the colored people themselves feel that there is urgent need for more trained social workers the clubs of colored women which are beginning to study the social needs of their districts urge their members to more serious study of these clubs the civic club is devoted to rescue work the phyllis wheatley club to maintaining a permanent home for colored working girls the parent school club to securing better school conditions a neighborhood club to making local improvements several other women's clubs which take care of special cases in need of relief and cooperate with the united charities are eager for guidance as to the best method of charitable administration there are forty-one aid societies found in all the colored churches two clubs for colored women are of a somewhat different character federated with the cook county league of women's clubs and cooperate in general social movements social settlements there are four settlements in chicago in or near the neighborhoods of colored people the pioneer was the frederick douglas center on the south side of chicago founded to promote a better understanding between white and colored people and to help remove the arbitrary disabilities from which the latter suffer in their civil political and industrial life the founder and head resident who had for years been troubled by the increasing race antagonism against the colored people believes that much can be accomplished by a frank discussion of the situation between the two races if it is carried on with justice and good will cases of unusual discrimination are often arbitrated and adjusted the wendell phillips settlement was also organized by a board of white and colored people who were concerned over the conditions obtaining in the colored district on the west side of the city two young colored women graduates of fisk university are in charge and have developed an excellent system of clubs and classes both of these settlements own their own property the negro fellowship league was founded as an outgrowth of the discussion following the springfield riots when it was said that the difficulty arose from idle young men out of work maintains a reading room a lodging house and an employment agency on state street in the midst of the black belt the league performs many offices for the colored men who have newly arrived in chicago similar to those of the league for the protection of immigrants in fact the needs of the two classes of people are similar in many respects implying lack of adjustment rather than lack of ability the enterprise institute on state street has classes in various lines at present numbering 150 pupils there are in chicago an entire group of institutions which have arisen as colored people were discriminated against in existing institutions such as the home for the widows of colored soldiers and the home for the aged all supported by associations of colored women race prejudice found even in day nurseries and dependent homes a day nursery for colored children was organized a year ago because several day nurseries refused to receive colored children on the ground that the other people objected to them 
there are likewise five homes for colored dependent children two were the outgrowths of apparent discrimination against colored children in two state industrial schools receiving public funds although in the case of the illinois industrial school for girls situated at park ridge illinois the institution is responsible for the branch maintained in chicago for colored girls and defrays all expenses the board managers believe that this segregation is equally valuable to both sets of children the similar school for boys at glenwood illinois does not maintain a separate branch but in various ways avoids taking colored boys into the school at the time of the investigation the glenwood school contained five hundred white boys and fifteen colored boys a number disproportionate to the cases of colored boys brought into the juvenile court it is becoming a custom on the part of many places to refuse colored children with the cryptic utterance we have no room in order to provide for dependent and delinquent colored children a colored workman previously a probation officer established the louise juvenile home which cares for twenty dependent boys the eldridge home and the marcy home each provides for smaller children the amanda smith home was founded by an ex-slave with a remarkable gift for public speaking and great religious devotion she spent twelve years in china japan and africa under the auspices of the english missionary and temperance society returning home to chicago in nineteen hundred she invested the savings of her lifetime ten thousand dollars in the home which is chartered under the provision of the industrial school act the home cares for fifty children but since mrs smith left on account of ill health it has been greatly crippled for lack of funds all of these homes for colored children are supported wholly by colored people the illinois technical school for colored girls is maintained in chicago by the catholic church there are fifty-one girls in the school ranging from four to sixteen years of age and receiving most excellent care in spite of these various efforts the care for dependent and semi-delinquent colored children is totally inadequate a situation which is more remarkable as the public records all give a high percentage of negro criminals the police department gives seven point seven per cent the juvenile court six point five per cent the county jail ten per cent those familiar with the police and the courts believe that negroes are often arrested on excuses too flimsy to hold a white man that any negro who happens to be near the scene of a crime or disorder is promptly arrested and often convicted on evidence upon which a white man would be discharged the juvenile protective association has on record cases in which negroes have been arrested without sufficient cause and convicted on inadequate evidence and it is well known that a certain type of policeman jurymen and prosecuting attorney have apparently no scruples in sending a nigger up the road on mere suspicion negroes frequently convicted on suspicion to take one record from the files of the association the case of george w a colored boy nineteen years old who was born in chicago and had attended the public schools through one year at the high school he lived with his mother and had worked steadily for three years as a porter in a large grocery store 
until august twenty second nineteen twelve when he was arrested on the charge of rape on the late afternoon of that day an old woman of eighty-three was assaulted by a negro and was saved from the horrible attack only by the timely arrival of her daughter who so frightened the assailant that he jumped out of a window two days later george was arrested charged with a crime at the police station he was not allowed to sleep was beaten cuffed and kicked and finally battered and frightened he confessed that he had committed the crime when he appeared in court his lawyer advised him to plead guilty although the boy explained that he had not committed the crime and had confessed simply because he was forced to do so the evidence against him was so flimsy that the judge referred to it in his instructions to the jury the state's attorney had failed to establish the ownership of the cap dropped by the fleeing assailant and the time of the attempted act was changed during the testimony though the description given by the people who saw the colored man running away did not agree with george's appearance nevertheless the jury brought in a verdict of guilty and the judge sentenced the boy to fourteen years in the penitentiary when one of the men who had seen the guilty man running away from the old woman's house was asked why he did not make his testimony more explicit he replied oh well he's only a nigger anyway the case was brought to the juvenile protective association by the employer of george w who convinced of the boy's good character felt that he had not had a fair trial the association found that the boy could absolutely prove an alibi at the time of the crime in his making an effort to get him out of the penitentiary a man's fate decided in sixteen minutes occasionally it happens that very little time is given to a case where a negro is concerned some time ago a colored man was arrested and charged with murder he pleaded guilty and was sentenced by the judge to imprisonment for life in the penitentiary it took just sixteen minutes from the time the negro was brought into the court to the time he left it to have his case brought up to plead guilty and to have a sentence of lifelong imprisonment pronounced it surely seems as if such a serious crime as the taking of life and the commitment of a man to prison for as long as he lives should at least require less haste and more mature deliberation economic conditions largest factor in production of crime the reasons given by the leading colored men of chicago for the large amount of crime among their people are curiously confirmed by the results of this investigation they contend that first the negroes in chicago are so limited in the choice of employment that they underbid each other and are forced to work for the smallest wages this obliges the wife and mother to go out to work and the consequent neglect of the children leads to truancy incorrigibility and crime second that the colored people of chicago are obliged to pay such a high rental that a large number of families are forced to take in lodgers which results in much immorality and indecency among colored people who would otherwise remain respectable third that the colored people are forced to make their homes in and near the openly immoral districts of the city so that the only white people many colored children ever see are those frequenting the vice district fourth the disproportionate number of negro criminals is due to the fact that their desire for the friendship and sympathy 
of the white people is often exploited by white criminals who wish to secure shelter from the police some obscure colored family happy to render a service to a white man takes him in sometimes for weeks or months and he naturally influences the colored men with whom he associates remedies suggested as remedies against the unjust discrimination against the colored man suspected of crime a leading attorney of the race in chicago suggests a generalizing against the negro should cease the fact that one negro is bad should not fix criminality upon the race the race should be judged by its best as well as by its worst types b the public press never associates the nationality of a criminal so markedly in its account of crime as in the case of a negro this exception is most unjust and harmful and should not obtain c the negro should not be made the universal scapegoat when a crime is committed the slightest pretext starts the rumor of a negro suspect and flaming headlines prejudice the public mind long after the white criminal is found the colored man complains of race prejudice exhibited first in the readiness to condemn the untried negro as a criminal second in the refusal to give him employment fitted to his skill and capacity third in crowding the colored population into the most undesirable houses in the city he does not resent social ostracism but he does make a vigorous demand for his civil and economic rights in order to test the many times repeated statement that colored people are discriminated against at public cafes a young colored woman at the request of the investigators visited sixteen of the leading confectioners of chicago in the most crowded portion of the city asking to be served with a cup of hot chocolate in every place she was served always by white men or women and the white patrons seated at adjoining tables paid no attention to her presence at one place however she was obliged to wait for a long time but was finally served without remark at another place after waiting for twenty minutes she was asked to take a seat at the counter and told that white people would not sit at the same table with her at two other places she fancied that she was made fun of by the waiters but in none of the places did she encounter actual rudeness possibly this treatment would not have been accorded to her at the hotels quite recently the county federation of women's clubs arranged a luncheon at one of the leading hotels of the city when the proprietor objected to the presence of the colored delegates the officers of the federation gave up the luncheon rather than to countenance such discrimination although the objection was made so late that a committee was obliged to stand at the door of the hotel to tell the members that the luncheon had been given up and the program postponed naturally some of the delegates objected but the large majority approved the action of the officers in spite of the great inconvenience involved colored people especially fond of music all colored people are especially fond of music but almost the only outlet the young people find for their musical facility is in vaudeville shows amusement parks and inferior types of theatres that which should be a great source of inspiration tends to pull them down as their love of pleasure lacking innocent expression draws them toward the vice district where alone the color line disappears model dance hall opposed by white people 
an effort was recently made by some colored people on the south side to start a model dance hall the white people of the vicinity assuming that it would be an objectionable place successfully opposed it as a public nuisance and this effort toward better recreation facilities had to be abandoned colored boys cannot bathe in lake michigan even the waters of lake michigan are not available for colored children they are not welcomed by the white children at the bathing beaches and late last summer one little colored boy who attempted to bathe at the thirty-ninth street beach was mobbed and treated so roughly that the police were obliged to send in a riot call this investigation would certainly explain the presence of so large a proportion of colored boys in the county jail on the following grounds first the colored children are forced to live in the very worst neighborhoods in chicago and even there the colored families are charged such high rents that the house is filled with floaters of a very undesirable class so that the children witness all kinds of offenses against decency within the house as well as on the streets second the fathers of the families because they are so circumscribed in their lines of occupation work for very small wages with the inevitable outcome that the mothers go out to work and neglect their children as a result the colored children are underfed irregular in school attendance make slow progress in their studies and drop out of school at the earliest possible moment third there are not enough places in chicago where negro children may find wholesome amusement of the fifteen small parks and playgrounds with field houses only two are really utilized by colored children they avoid the others because of friction and difficulty which they constantly encountered with white children the commercial amusements found in the neighborhoods of colored people are of the lowest type of pool rooms and saloons which are artificially numerous because so many young colored men find their first employment in these two occupations and with their experience and very little capital are able to open places for themselves perhaps the greatest factor of all is the difficulty which all colored people have in finding employment and after an ambitious boy has been refused employment again and again in the larger mercantile and industrial establishments and comes to the conclusion that there is no use in trying to get a decent job he is in a very dangerous state of mind idle and discouraged his neighborhood environments vicious such a boy quickly shows the first symptoms of delinquency and the remedial agencies which should be prompt in his case are the very weakest at this point added to this is the conviction held by many colored boys and young men that the police have it in for them and do not accord them fair treatment in suggesting remedies for this state of affairs the broken family the surrounding of a vicious neighborhood the dearth of adequate employment the lack of preventative institutional care and proper recreation for negro youth the juvenile protection association finds itself confronted with a situation stated at the beginning of the investigation that the life of the colored boy and girl is so circumscribed on every hand by race limitations that they can be helped only in so far as the entire colored reputation in chicago is understood and fairly treated for many years chicago keeping to the tradition of its early history had the reputation among colored people of according them 
fair treatment even now it is free from the outward signs of segregation but unless the city realizes more fully than it does at present the great injustice which discrimination against any class of citizens entails we shall suffer for our indifference by an ever-increasing number of idle and criminal youth which must eventually vitiate both the black and white citizenship of chicago end of section three end of the colored people of chicago by louise de coven bowen